0: What is going on, everybody? This is Brian, and you're listening to the Herfcast. So, uh, I kind of forgot to do much promotion for the last episode. Uh, The last episode was with uh, Trivia Rogues. Uh, Billy and Don came by, so if you haven't checked that out, please go back and check that out. Uh, I was in Austin when I released that episode. Uh, Well, just south of Austin in beautiful Buda, Texas for... Our annual Cigar Geeks Gathering Cigar Palooza. So, uh, I had a really good time down there. Uh, this is, I'm, you know, it's currently Thursday of the week after. Um, but I recorded the next three conversations on Saturday last week and just had a blast. So, you're going to hear about that. Um, you know, obviously, we're all going to be talking about Cigar Palooza and the Cigar Vault in Buda, Texas, with the exception of the final conversation that is with Francois from No Beer Left Behind Podcast. So, so this episode is brought to you by Govi Hygrometer Thermometer. Uh, Govi is G-O-V-E-E. Uh, it's a smart hygrometer thermometer that is Bluetooth digital, Um I've been using it for a little while. He sent me a couple of samples, one of them I've been using, one of them I'm going to give away. So stay tuned for that. Uh, if you want to check them out, you go on Amazon and just search for Govi Hygrometer. Uh, if you use the code 2EE2H830, um, that is going to get you 30% off. So that's until October 31st um so you know check that out uh so far so good Uh, i'm gonna post some screenshots on the on the social medias and whatnot for it along with that code um but it holds up to 20 days memory in the device itself plus with the app you could track it for Years if you want. Uh there's cloud storage, there's you know, whatnot. Uh you could just get the GoV app and hook up your device to that and you've got just all the tracking you want for your humidors. Um like when I was in Austin, uh I was able to see if anybody opened up my humidors while I was out of town. Uh no, nobody did, so that's good. Um so yeah check them out. I'll post that coupon code. Uh, it's kind of a funky coupon code, uh, but it's going to save you 30% off. So I'll post that. And if you want to try it out, do so. Uh, like I said, I'll be, uh, doing a contest for one of those and, uh, you know, we'll get back, we'll get back to that later. So, uh, also flatbed cigar company is always a sponsor. Uh, they do the Henshaw street, the Panaceas, all that stuff. Um, check them out, use the code HC25 for 25% off at flatbedcigarcompany.com. Um, yeah, he's got a lot of good stuff. Check him out. So, uh, more importantly, uh, sponsored by the Cigar Vault. Uh, if you're ever down in Buda, Texas, please check out the cigar vault. Even if you're not a cigar smoker, they've got a great atmosphere. Uh, they've got nothing but local beers on tap. They've got a nice wine selection. Uh, if you are a cigar smoker, uh, you know, they've got what you need. They've got what you want. Um, you know, Brian, Kirby, and Sharon are going to take care of you. So the first conversation I'm going to have is with Brian, uh, AKA Nairab. Um, but, uh, so Cigar Palooza. I got into Buda, Texas on Thursday last week. Um you know, got to my Airbnb 3 hours early. Um stuck my bags in the backyard and walked into town. Um luckily for me, it was like a 1.4 mile walk and uh found the found the cigar vault and that's where I met Kirby. Um I honestly can't remember what i lit up at the time uh but um you know sat there and bullshit with kirby for a couple of minutes uh right off the bat knew he was a good guy and i started talking about food i noticed a mexican joint around the corner and asked him if that was any good so i ended up uh you know just after after that cigar I went and took a walk and tried out the uh, carne guisada, which uh You know, being a white guy in the Midwest, I've, you know, apparently it translates to stew, uh, but I've never heard the term, uh, carnegie sada is not something that's on the menu around here that I've noticed. Um, but Kirby recommended that highly. So I tried that out. It was fucking delicious. Um, which, uh, you know, dropped the F bomb there. I I should say that, uh, most of the, most of this episode is pretty clean with the exception of the last conversation, uh you could tell uh I had I had a a bit to drink at that point and I was I was uh a little looser with the tongue there. So, if if that offends you, uh that's the third conversation. But so yeah, that was uh that was the start of my trip. Now, I'm going to go into the conversation with Brian. So, check it out. Thanks for listening and I'll check in after this. I
1: feel like I'm on the radio and famous or something, like got a cigar going.
0: Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah. I, I, feel I feel pretty short. So <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So uh, I'm here with uh, Brian Nyrab Foley. Uh, he's one of my buddies from Cigar Geeks, um, the forum CigarGeeks.com, and we are here on location at the Cigar Vault in Buta Texas, for our annual gathering, Cigar Palooza. Uh, Brian is the host this year, and he's having it at the Cigar Vault where he has a big deal here. So, uh, why don't you tell us about yourself and the Cigar Vault?
1: Myself, uh, man, that's a tough one. Um, let's go to the Cigar Vault first, and I'm going to give you props for saying Buddha correctly. Cause oh, a lot of people, Buda, Buddha, Buddha, Buddha. Well,
0: well, I had plenty of training yeah. on, on cigar geeks with all the beautiful Buddha, <laughs> Texas. That's right,
1: beautiful Buddha, Texas, yeah. So Cigar Vault, um, we are blessed to be on Main Street, downtown Buda in a historic building. Um, the bank, the, the time that it was built kind of varies. We've heard 1890s, early 1900s, but it's old, yeah. you know, over a hundred years and, um, wonderful building. Um, as you hung out here last couple of days, yeah. um, a lot of energy, people that are coming in here are loving it just for the building, whether they smoke cigars or not. Um, I've been drawn to this building since I moved to Buda in 91. Yeah. And um, it's just, um, it's magical. It really is. Um, as far as myself, you know, I got into cigars about almost eight years ago <clears throat> from the previous job that I left before I took this job. And um, I, how it happened, I couldn't tell you, but yeah. I'm here. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: Well, that's, uh, so you, you left your, your previous job, to go on this endeavor of uh kind of creating what the cigar vault is yeah
1: yeah and i got into cigars at my previous job that was part of my uh job interview uh the two guys interviewing me were 35 and i was uh 44 at the time and i say that because in context uh they both were grilling me and it was a good interview but then uh, the question came up if i smoke cigars and uh, I said, yeah, you know, weddings and funerals—that was about it. And they're like, you don't smoke cigars. <laughs> you want this job, you better start smoking cigars. Yeah. So I'm like, let's let's do this. I'm willing to learn. And uh, went to a tailgate uh, game, uh, UT tailgate, and um, had a Alec Bradley black market. And I was like, I like this. This is yeah. a lot better than the, you know, the liquor store stuff that I was buying before. And from that point, man, the hooks were in me, and I was I was done.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So. Now, the cigar vault itself, uh, tell us about this building.
1: Yeah, so it was originally the uh, Farmer's Bank building in its inception, and it served the small Buda community. Um, At that time, it was called uh, La Viuda, which is the widow. And there was two widows that uh, ran a little, kind of like what today's day would be, a a taco stand. And served the people that were coming in on trains and stuff and going to the mercantile building down at the corner. And, uh, the locals
0: just kind of morphed it into Buda. So, uh, and while it was a bank, it was robbed by the flapper bandit. The flapper bandit.
1: Yeah. Rebecca Bradley. She's a
0: modern day badass.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> so. Yeah. She, uh, robbed the bank. She was a UT co-ed and earned the, uh, the trust of the, the people working here in another bank in Round Rock and posing as a reporter. And, uh. She went to rob the bank in, in Round Rock, and they were kind of caught on to her, so in um, my favorite part of the story, she lit a house on fire as a diversionary tactic, and then came down to Buda and successfully robbed the bank, but uh, the problem was she had made friends with everyone there, and so when she got to her house, the police were waiting for her, yeah. arrested yeah. The, the Flapper Bandit.
0: Yeah. Now, the, the humidor here is actually the old, uh, the, the vault with the original safe inside, and um it's a it's a very heavy steel door to get into the to get into the humidor it's got the it's got the combination lock on the outside with the, with the heavy lever and inside you've got that little that little safe yeah. the original safe that looks like an elephant couldn't yeah. budget uh and you guys have tried three times and have not been able to get it open that's correct yeah the last time the first
1: two they were trying to do it the old-fashioned way and then the third guy came in took off all of the hardware on the outside and there's a little scuff mark in the concrete if you noticed in there at had about a six foot crowbar and they tried and tried and i was rooting against them and i you know i don't want to know yeah. once we know the mystique's gone it's yeah. then it's just an awesome safe but right now there's so much that goes with that and it's nice to hear people that come in uh, that are regulars or um, we get a lot of tourists in here on the weekends and you know i'll ask him what do you think's in there you know and and you get all these really cool stories or their imagination starts to run yeah and, uh,
0: i like that you know yeah. and uh so and for being uh for being a small humidor you've got quite the selection in there thank you thank you It's. uh i
1: was really nervous about that you know because uh yeah when first off when we uh opened and we had you know roughly uh maybe 20 boxes of cigars total it looked a little spare so i had some empty boxes laying around put them here and there so it looked a little fuller but as time has gone on um you know i've made relationships with people in the industry um i'm learning more learning about stuff that i you know didn't know was out there and bringing that in and um because of the size constraints you know it's 82 square feet roughly I got really good at
0: Tetris in real life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, like I said, this is Cigar Palooza. Thanks for hosting. Uh, let's see. I got in Thursday, and it is now Saturday afternoon, evening, and I think I'm on about my, my 15th or 16th cigar for, for that time period. Um, as of right now, you're having the, the AJ Fernandez event, and I've got the... Uh, New world Piro especial Toro uh you've got the box press over there, yeah new world navigante uh,
1: Scuro wrapper um wonderful cigar yeah yeah
0: that's I, I'm following up a, a a pretty old amazon basin uh and this is you know it's it's doing good yeah you know yeah. uh it, it was a good one to follow up with so
1: a j makes wonderful cigars, man it's like anything that that guy is affiliated with, you should smoke it,
0: yeah yeah. yeah absolutely yeah, there, there's there's some new stuff that I haven't tried yet um so i'm I'm happy that uh, it's a j Fernandez i'll get to get the experience a little bit more than than i than I had prior so yeah yeah and joseph
1: uh, our rep is awesome um very knowledgeable been in the industry a while um and that's a, a, the other cool thing I've learned about this industry is that the reps and uh and the everyone affiliated with it is willing to uh really be helpful you know yeah and not oh you didn't know that it's let me Explain this to you and, and teach you, yeah. and share that wealth, which is awesome. And uh, another unique aspect of the cigar community and as a whole around the world is you know there's just there's so much family involvement, and we look at these businesses elsewhere as these big corporations. And although these are corporations, they're really small families. And uh, Jose Blanco was in here a few weeks ago, um, you know, blender for EP Creo and the thing that he told me at a all the knowledge he shared was he goes because i'm amazed at the blends and how they can do all this stuff and he goes realize this that the guys that are doing this are we call them master blenders he says they're just farmers yeah that's all they are and i really like that man it's like yeah we're we're enjoying the fruits of a farmer's labor oh yeah it's awesome yeah
0: yeah so um now what's what's generally in your wheelhouse as far as cigars go
1: you know, right now I'm all over the place, but when we first opened, um, I'm a huge My Father fan, love the Le Bijou, and um, about four or six weeks into the job, I was like not, not liking that cigar like I used to, and my um, Palo went through a change, so I, I shifted over to uh, Connecticut wrappers, and I've been on a, on a roll on those. Yeah. No. Yeah, like the New World Connecticut by AJ is a great one, uh, Track 7, Connecticut, Flatbed Cigars, no. loving that, um, Padron Naturals. You can't go wrong with the Padron, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly.
0: Yeah. So, um, now I have to say the atmosphere here, uh, you, you really do promote true cigar culture. Like just, just that, I mean, that, that term could be thrown around a little bit, but uh, you walk in here and uh, whether it's your first time or, you know, or, or you're a regular, you're, you're right at home. And everyone, like you, Kirby, Sharon, um, you know, you guys, you guys. It's you know, everyone walks in, they get a hug, <laughs> and uh, it's it's just a great great atmosphere to to be in. You got a nice patio set up and back for live music and yeah. and all that. Uh, you guys are definitely making the most out of the out of the space that you've got. Yeah, so.
1: yeah. It's 900 square feet, and you know, we've already outgrown it in you know 18 months. Um, but and I'm glad you recognize that. It makes me happy because. Um, You know, when someone comes into a cigar shop, I know they want a cigar for the most part. You know, but people come in here that don't smoke cigars. And it's because, uh, you know, I I was lucky enough, blessed to find Kirby and Sharon and have uh, customers who are now working for us part time um, are like minded, you know, and genuinely care about the customer as a person. Um, And then we get to learn and uh, know each other through cigars, which, you know, typically happens in a cigar shop over time, but it happens really quickly here because, uh, like you mentioned the hugs, you know, yeah. <laughs> people look at us like what, but you know, I have people come in off the street that are walking by and they come in and just for a hug. You know? oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, we're all about that, man. It's uh, making people feel comfortable. And you know, as, as much as knowledge as I like to think I have about cigars, I still have so much to learn and it's intimidating to come into a cigar shop these customers come in and I want them to feel at ease curbing chair want them to be comfortable ask questions there's no dumb question Just yeah. ask the question and, and and we're learning together and that's the cool thing yeah yeah it's a community that's what it's all about
0: so uh, in your in your eight years of cigar smoking do you have do, do you have a, a favorite cigar that that really stands, <laughs> stands out
1: <laughs> the one I love still is the original one shot one kill by room 101' yeah. Uh, yeah it's still my favorite. Yeah. No. Yeah. Le Bijou's right there. I've gotten back to where I can enjoy those again. My palate said, all right. Yeah. He took a break. So, yeah. yeah.
0: That's. I'll be smoking my uh, My uh, annual uh, Le Bijou Petit Robusto. Uh, my son's birthday is coming up on the 16th. And that's, I've got a box set aside that every year I smoke that on his birthday. Right. So, um, you know, this will be my my third one out of the box. So that's so uh, count. It's, uh, so he's three
1: years old. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. I know the math. The math could be kind of tricky. Yeah. yeah once but, you get into double digits, then I, it gives me trouble. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so,
0: um, yeah. So you guys, you guys got beer and wine here. Um, you guys do the the BYOB with the booze. Yeah, um, I'm drinking this uh, this two wheel. I can't remember what it's called, but it's a it's a mango pineapple IPA, Race Point IPA. Yeah, one of our one of our good yeah. sellers. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it seems like uh, Butte is a, a pretty happening little spot to find.
1: It is. It's a little jewel just outside of Austin, and um, you know we're growing, which. Uh, with it bring some of the traffic and stuff like that and yeah it can be a a, a pain sometimes but you know uh, if it wasn't such a great place to live people wouldn't keep coming in you know
0: yeah, yeah. and you, you've you been here since 91 yeah 91 yeah yeah Pre- previous from yeah. la yeah originally from southern california um i moved here
1: before it was cool now all the the people from california yeah. are moving here and yeah. i'm with them they all the texans now like go back
0: <laughs> yeah yeah you you so you were, you were one of the OGs yeah, one of one OG. of the OG California transplants. That's right. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. yeah, that works. Hell yeah. So um I Don't know. Uh what kind of what kind of stories do you have so far from what it, it's been a year and a half?
1: Yeah, 18 months, year and a half. Uh I mean there's so many. Um you know, we've seen a lot of people that have connected um where they're they're talking like you do in a cigar bar and a stranger becomes a friend you know in an instant but um, we've had quite a few people that have been talking and then realized they knew each other or their brother or sister went to school with their brother or sister yeah um, that's been really cool but Probably, you know, still my favorite moment is early on, um, we opened up in April of uh, last year, and um, in May, uh, we were about a month in, and it was a night shift, me and Kirby were working, that, we were the only two people working at the time, and there's a wedding venue right down the street from us, and it was about 9, 9.30, and this couple comes sauntering in, and they're, they're just dressed to the nines, this beautiful couple. And they come in, and they go into the vault, and they come out with their cigars, they order wine, and they go sit in the corner in those Scandinavian fireplace chairs. Yeah. And they just sit there. And they're talking amongst themselves, and, and they're having a good time. There was no one else in here other than me and Kirby. And we just sat here at the round table and just, just watched them. No. Know? And not like, hey, you know. Not, not creepy. <laughs> yeah, not creepy stocky. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah let's get just, that right. <laughs> just kind of just people watching.
0: and Yeah. And, Soaking it in.
1: Exactly. They were in their moment. They had obviously a great time at this wedding, and they came here to, to, you know, nightcap it, and uh, it was it was really cool. You know, the music was on, and it just it was perfect. Yeah. Yeah. So,
0: now from what I understand, most of the most of the furniture in here has been uh, purchased from the antique store next door. Some of it the antique store. Some
1: of it Jeff, uh, the owner, found uh, here and there in New Braunfels, San Marcos. Um but yeah, the two corner chairs, uh Scandinavian fireplace chairs from the eighteenth century along with the, the green rocking chairs what I found uh, at the store next uh next to us. Yeah. 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 So
0: I mean the whole the whole place has a pretty pretty neat old school style and feel to it. Yeah. And uh you guys got your you guys got your own merch you got you got shirts and hats and stickers and all that all that good stuff so, we'll mail it out to you <laughs> yeah that's uh that's i i've i've had the the cigar vault stickers uh on on my on my travel door my my wine door for you know long before i've i, I even yeah. seen the place so, <laughs> right on you know it's yeah you you got a you got a pretty happening spot here yeah. so
1: well, it's you know we if you notice uh there's not a any advertising really for other cigars up on the walls at all other than we've got the my father painting which is it, it fits the decor but um we were going after the feeling of opening that big front door and you're walking into someone's living room
0: yeah and there it's welcome home come on yeah. let's smoke yeah. some cigars <laughs> and that, that's pretty much the feel you get so right? right on you know you nailed it nailed it and then uh you, you got that nice that nice big fireplace outside in the, on the patio um you know we had we had live music last night uh, a father-daughter combo yeah and uh you know they they put on a they put on a nice show um yes. you know i i have to say i'm impressed sure. um you know definitely like i said it, it's definitely a happening spot and that's uh i'm sure people are going to hear a little bit of the crowd in the background here but that just shows uh you know, people like it here. Right so. on.
1: Yeah, it's a good feeling. I appreciate you recognizing that. Yeah. I want to give a little shout-out to Sedley Sinclair and his daughter uh, Kira last night. Yeah. Um, that's the first time that Kira sang with her dad here. And um, as you could tell, she was reading some of the lyrics, but she could still nail it, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're awesome.
0: Um, so are there any uh, any future plans? Any any are, are you planning on changing anything here, or...? Or just kind of kind of running with what you got.
1: We, you know, we're not going to change anything as far as our, our philosophy of uh, it's people first and and building relationships. You know, with vendors, with customers, anyone that walks through the door, we want to know you. Yeah, you know, we want to yeah. know you. Um, we can't expand the building. It's a historic building. You know, we I, I've got a little dream of maybe adding a rooftop deck to it if the city would allow us, and we've got it in our budget. Um, Jeff's looking for some spots in East Austin. Um, surrounding areas I've got my eyes peeled out for a couple other areas around um, we'd like to do that we're looking at uh, some mail order stuff we've got some ideas maybe uh, something a little different than what people are doing online right now yeah and you know without the um, the idea that we're going to become this big retailer online we don't want that yeah um but uh, and I can't give you all the details just yet. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, we're we're gonna expand uh, eventually, you know, do yeah. some other stuff. Yeah, uh, I w- I would
0: hope not moving locations, just adding, oh, adding a location. Yeah. I, I can't, I I can't see, um, I can't see keeping the name anywhere else. Well, oh, you're right. Yeah, I hope we never move here. And,
1: you know, I I'd like to just stay here and work until I can't work anymore. I'm not taking up any more
0: oxygen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Um, so you mentioned, uh, you've been smoking cigars for eight years now. Um,
2: I don't know, man. Um,
0: how'd you, uh, so you, you got started from, from the interview. What was the progression like from starting off to refining your palate and all that?
1: You know, for a long time, uh, I, uh, I had bought into the, man, I got to find all these flavors and characteristics and nuances, you know, if, if I'm going to know about cigars. And um, that, that's the wrong way to go about it. Yeah. Uh, talking to people um, in the industry here and uh, even before, uh, uh, Daniel over at Habana House, you know, I'll give him a little shout out because as much as, you know, people look at that as competition between Austin and Buta. They They helped us get started, too. You know, they were uh, instrumental in our initial orders, uh, for sure. Um, but uh, I forget who was in the industry that told me this. He said, man, don't ever try to figure a cigar out. Yeah. And um, he told me that. I went, oh, yeah, the cigar figures me out, right? And uh, <clears throat> I do remember that the first time, though, that happened, it was a, Le Bigu, a Petit Robusta I was sitting outside at uh, the, my house. And um, Smoking a cigar, enjoying the day, and and all of a sudden I went, whoa! That tastes like chocolate, a little coffee. What's yeah. going on here? You know? No. Yeah. And um, so that was a that was a cool moment. Yeah. And uh, I learned a lot from that.
0: <laughs> yeah. So I mean, you mentioned um, Havana House in, in okay. Austin, um, and you know, we I think we were talking about it last night, maybe the night before, but uh, you know, talking about you know, basically like sticking with uh, with the industry and. You know, there's there's really no sense in having any like negative competition from shop to shop. Uh, you know, a little bit of a little bit of fun competition is fine. You know, but um, I mean, uh, a a happy, popular industry is a good industry. You know, just uh, you know, being a you know one shop helping another shop out. You've got two great shops. You're you're going to grow interest with with people that wouldn't normally have interest in cigars you know um you know kind of spreads the spreads the word a little bit and um you know there are there are a lot more uh uh younger people trying cigars now not not too young you know i I still think that it's it's about like mid-20s right is around where where people uh people start to venture in uh if not older um but yeah it's definitely it's definitely nice to see it you know, kind of keep going. Like I, I'm kind of in that age group. You know, I'm I'm in my my you know getting close to 40 here uh, in a couple of years. But um, you know, you kind of see it's not cigar smoking isn't uh, the the snobbish um, <laughs> hobby of the rich anymore. You know, it's it's becoming more and more popular and more. I mean, definitely more affordable, more acceptable Well, I can't really say acceptable. Uh, you know, laws and restrictions are are happening all the time. But, yeah, as far as, uh, you know, shops helping each other out, I think that's a better way to go than, than you know, ah, fuck that shop. Yeah, you right, know? exactly. exactly. Yeah. We
1: need more cigar shops, not less. Yeah. And um, I, I tell my customers, go buy cigars at other shops. I mean, yeah, I want to sell you as many as I can or as many as you can afford, but... If you're up there or any shop, wherever, buy a cigar or two, man. Keep them in business, you know? Yeah. Um, And we do that with another shop, Smokers Abbey. I'd like to give them a little plug. They're up in Cedar Park. Uh, If you're ever in the Austin area and you're visiting the cigar vault, go see Ian and Rebecca. They're uh, they're awesome. Great little shop. It's about 40 miles from here. And they're, they're our sister shop, so to speak. we ordered cigars for them. They give them for us. So that's how the industry is for the most part anyway. So. And that, that's how it should be. Right. You know. Exactly. And the other thing I'd like to touch on real quick is, you know, you mentioned that, that snobbery and which is kind of still the conception of some people that come in the new and why they're so intimidated. Um, and it's, you know, it's really the exact opposite. You yeah. Know? It, 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 and especially what we foster here is that, um, you're never going to know everything about cigars you know there's guys in this year we know that know more than you and i'll forget together you know oh yeah but they still don't know everything yeah and uh and that's what we tell people here is if you have an interest in cigars you're already an aficionado you know you like cigars yeah and it doesn't matter even the infused ones i don't particularly like them i'll have one maybe twice a year but if someone really likes that cigar that's that's their choice, yeah. and that's what they like. It's in their hand, and I tell them that that's the best cigar we've got is the one in your hand because it's for
0: you. Yeah. <laughs> no, and that's um, you know the you know getting back to the snobbish point, uh, you know that that aspect has been leaving with with, with cigar culture. Uh, you know, I mean, you, you look around this room, and how how many different walks of life do you have in this room? <laughs> you know, you, you've got uh, you've got a warehouse worker, you've got a lawyer, you've got uh you know, uh someone switching jobs. I you know, I'm switch- I I start my new job when I get back in town. Right on. You know? Congrats by the way. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Um I mean it it's all walks of life. And really and is. everyone's got that common ground. They've got a cigar in their hand. Yeah, you know? exactly. And so.
1: it's, that's it. And the other thing that, that has been a real treat with this shop is the amount of women cigar smokers. And I know you've seen it I was in the I was, I was
0: yeah. pretty shocked, man. Yeah like the 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 crowd that you guys get here, you you know yeah, just just to expand. I mean, you, you've got plenty of women, and uh, even even with the band last night, you know, with, with the music, you mm-hmm. can tell. You know, there, there's a handful of people that were here just just to listen to them play. Um, you know, obviously they're still supporting the shop with you know buying drinks and whatnot. But um, you know, you look around and you know there there was quite a handful of uh, women here, and I'd have to say, probably about seventy five percent of them had cigars in their hand.
1: <laughs> it's a beautiful you know, thing Yeah, it is. <laughs> it really is,
0: man. Um, but I that's you know I'm not sure if that's uh if that's more localized here um, yeah you know I'd be curious
1: because um, starting this gig I haven't had the opportunity to go to as many shops as I used to go to yeah you know for obvious reasons but um, I, man I want to get back to that too because it's nice to just sit and not even if I'm not working like today I still man I'm going to get you a beer if you're waiting for oh, it you yeah. know what I mean but yeah. uh, um. I would put the ratio for us probably it's about 35 40% and I've had nights where there's the women outnumber the men and they are smoking cigars. Yeah. And and it's great, you know. It, it's we're very gender neutral and we tell that to everybody and anybody and if someone says, "Oh, this is a great man cave." I'm like I wag my finger. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we are welcoming to anybody and everybody. Yeah. yeah. So, right on, man. Yeah.
0: So, is there uh is there anything else you want to talk about or Wanna get back to the crowd? Um, no, man. I just
1: wanted to congratulate you on not only the job and raising a, a three year old and making awesome pickles. Uh, <laughs> but um, you know, the growth that you're showing that I've seen on the website and um, you know, with geeks and doing this cool podcast now, which I'm looking at it going, Man, this is awesome. How could we do this? You know, <laughs> uh,
0: you know what, man, it, it it's it's not that hard. I mean hell. Uh, I've got this is I mean in reality, like I've, this is overkill for what I do, um, but it, it's not hard to get started at all. I mean, I started with an iPad and a and a little USB mic, uh, okay. you know. And granted, I mean, you listen to the first episode and you listen to the last episode. Uh, there's definitely a a difference in in, in sound quality there, but um, I mean, how you you get something like this started for you know minimal cost? Yeah, you know, it's it it's pretty. Um, Pretty cost efficient. So. I would
1: definitely need help though because you know I have a smartphone and it's smarter than me. Yeah, so. yeah. No, well,
0: I mean, if I could, if I could get the basics down on this, I'm sure you'll be fine. All right. uh, that's I, you know, I'm definitely learning as I go. Um, you know, trying to watch YouTube videos to see what uh, I know what like about two knobs on that soundboard do. You know, out of uh, out of about you know ten per channel. That's a so, whole lot of knobs, yeah. Right there. Yeah, it is. So. But yeah, man. Uh, if you're interested, I'll, I'll definitely uh, give you a couple of pointers and right send you in the right direction.
1: So. Absolutely, man. Because I, I could see us doing this with our customers, yeah, and getting that out there and uh, interviewing the reps when they're here. Or you know, Jose Blanco comes in. Uh, uh, Willie Herrera has been in here, and yeah. it's like, man, it would have been great to be able to say, hey, you want to interview for 15 minutes or 10 minutes? No. Yeah. Um, knowing those guys uh, you know, as I've gotten to know them now, it's like they'd be down for something like that. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. And, and overall it helps the industry again you know yeah exactly Anything positive we can put out there no you know you know um and one other thing i will say is you know i will give the city of buta props even though uh um dealing with the city sometimes can be a challenge and we had a few when we were opening up and um you know we had to put in new plumbing new electrical the ac i mean it, so you got to work with them because it's yeah. historical you know and you got to follow rules and but to, I like to tell people uh, when they come in, they're like, "Oh my God, do you sell beer and wine with your cigars." I'm like, "Yeah, Buta lets us be adults, you know," <laughs> and they're not punishing us by saying, "Well, since we don't like that, we're not going to let anyone else do it," you know. Yeah. So, yeah. City of Buta, man, you know, it's pretty cool that they've allowed us to do this and foster such a, you know, a great place for the community to get together. Right on. Yeah. So,
0: all right, man. Uh, until next time, uh, I'm, I'm sure I'm going to be talking to a couple of different people later on. Uh, Oh, if, uh, if you want to come back say anything else, then uh, you know, everything's set up here. So Right on.
1: Oh, just to anybody and everybody out there, and our geeks that aren't here that I wish they were, um, come on in here and get happy with us, man, because that's what we do.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Right that's on. A, if, any, if anybody's ever near Austin, uh, swing on down to Buda. Right on. Thanks, right. Brian. Yep, thank you. So that was Nairab. Nairab is a very awesome dude, um, just all around Even even if he does paint his toenails, you know. Uh, No, really great guy. Uh, Just an absolute pleasure to be around. Um, And definitely easy to talk to and knows his cigars. So, um, again, if you're ever down there, check out the Cigar Vault. Say hi to Brian. Say hi to Kirby, who I'm talking to next. Um, But before we get to that, uh, Friday, a few of us set it up that, um, you know, we were going to Head on head into uh, Austin proper and check out Ironworks barbecue and uh, that was just delicious uh, that's that's the thing. Um, you know talked to quite a few different people about where we should go this and that. Um, you know I did anyway um, and then you know had a University of Texas Longhorn alumni uh, Brad. Brad was down there with us, and you know again another another super great guy uh, but he actually goes by the nickname Longhorn on cigar geeks uh, so that's how I met him uh you know again, this is all a cigar geeks event um, you know so there there ended up being i think six of us down there this year. It was a small group, but a great group, and you know the local community just you know the local cigar community the you know whatnot, just everything everything was great. Um, but anyway, getting back to Ironworks. Uh Ironworks I did a sampler, I got brisket, a beef rib, uh jalapeno sausage, and it was just lights out. Uh really great food. Um uh even even the sides were delicious, but that goes without saying and I had that with a lone star beer. Um which, you know, went well with the food i got to say uh after that uh you know again i said uh brad was uh, an alum at at uh university of texas and we went and walked around the campus for a little bit and uh he pointed out a few things uh you know uh checked out the clock tower and that was that was pretty surreal like knowing knowing that the clock like what happened at that clock tower and being able to see a couple of divots in the wall behind you know um you know it was it was really interesting to to actually be at that site and check it out, not to mention i mean it was just a beautiful campus to begin with uh, you know the football stadium is massive uh really really neat to experience um, so that was uh that was Friday in a nutshell so and then obviously at night you know more more drinks more cigars um you know Obviously, the theme for the weekend. So, uh, all right, man. Uh, I'm going to take this into the conversation with Kirby. Um, hope you enjoy. I'll check in later. All right, I'm back, and now I've got Kirby with me, Kirby from the Cigar Vault. So, uh, you just mentioned you've been smoking cigars for 20 years?
3: Right around 20, yes, sir. All
0: right, just get a little bit closer.
3: There you go. Um,
0: so, now, you, uh, you started
3: here at the Cigar Vault uh, how long ago? We opened in uh, April 2017, and uh, I got here about three weeks before we opened. I uh, saw that they were under construction, came in here looking for some cigars, seeing what the place was about. That's when I met Brian Foley, uh, started a conversation and a relationship with him, and so a couple days later, uh, I was working here part-time, and we opened up April 1st, and we've been here ever since. Yeah, right on.
0: So uh, what kind of cigars are in your wheelhouse?
3: I go more for the full-bodied, occasionally on the medium side. But I would say the top cigars that I enjoy uh, are the Illusione Number 2, the Illusione MJ, the Privé, I uh, love the Black Label Trading Company. Anything that they have that's come out, I've really enjoyed the Royalty, Lawless, um, Last Rights. Uh, I've enjoyed a lot of the A.J. Fernandez, New World Navigante, uh, the San Juan Bowl. Uh, enjoy the, uh, uh, the H. Upman, the Monte Cristo, the Puro Especial. Uh, pretty much anything A.J. makes I like. Same thing with the Luzioni. I love my father's cigars. Uh, not really a big fan of the Connecticut rapper, uh, but every now and then I find one that I like. Uh, and I do like the uh, My Father Connecticut Robusto. I like the New World Navigante Connecticut rapper. Uh, but basically, you know, when I first started, it was all Arturo Fuente for about two years. And then I graduated into La Flor Dominicana, smoked a couple thousand of the Chiselitos. Oh, yeah. Got burned out on that. And then. Uh, you know, just been moving around the spectrum a little bit, but I try to smoke pretty much everything that we have, so I can give an opinion and a little bit of a background when people ask me about it.
0: Yeah. So when you when you say uh, you were mainly Fuente and whatnot, was that before you started working here, or was yes. that okay? So yeah, yeah. So your back, yeah. so your experience has grown dramatically. Yes. In the past year and a half. Yes. Yeah.
3: Well, that's because the availability. You know, where you can buy. You know, just a one or a two here and there. Instead of having to buy the whole box online, which is what we had to do back in the old days, yeah. And so I can have that opportunity to to, to try the onesies and twosies more, and uh, yeah, it's benefited me greatly because now my my wheelhouse, what the things that I enjoy, has grown tremendously.
0: Right on. So. Um. Now. As far as uh, as far as the vault goes, like, do you have any? Um, Any favorite experiences with the vault?
3: Well, you know, I retired two years ago, um, 26 years in the federal government, and I was kind of bored out of my mind. And so when this came open and it was just part-time job, uh, you know, I sat there and said, man, I can't can't imagine anything better. So for me personally, when we come in here and we get to interact with people and share the joy of a good craft beer, a good wine, and a good cigar – Uh, There's a lot of camaraderie. We tell a lot of lies, a lot of war stories in here, a lot of camaraderie. I don't know that I have one in particular, but usually on game days like we had today, the University of Texas football game day, we usually have a potluck. So people come and they bring stuff, they specialize in smoking ribs, sausage, guy makes Nashville chicken, another guy and a gal make great coleslaw. So we get this kind of community uh, potluck going and it's just a lot of good camaraderie. We bust chops, we make fun of each other. Um, so I don't know again that there's one thing in particular, uh, but we, you know, there's one thing I'm very proud of, and that was on our one-year anniversary, we raised um, right around three thousand um, dollars right here in the Cigar Vault for the Refugee Services of Texas, an organization that helps people that are coming from you know war-torn countries, but it also helps people here in Texas that are uh, that have been um, trafficked. Yeah, You know, so, so so we raised a lot of money and we saw the people uh, that run that organization and we were able to, you know, donate a little bit of money and time to that. So that meant a lot. So, you know, it's a, we make a lot of connections here, but, you know, we're also trying to do some good stuff on the side as well, raising some money for some local charities.
0: Right on. So you're originally from Oregon? I am. All right. So yep. uh, you were you you an Oregon duck and we are smack dab in the middle of uh, longhorn country. Yeah. Um, if I understand you, you've got a, you got a son. Yes. You got a son at, uh, at UT. Yes. So you are, you, you and uh, your wife Sharon are, are, uh, longhorn supporters for sure. Sure. Um,
3: well, I get free shoes for my son. So, I mean,
0: you know, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, um, so, uh, something else i never would have figured was, uh, today, it was a big deal to watch the uh, the Liverpool Premier League soccer game yeah. or, or football game. Right, uh, that's definitely something I never would have pictured in in uh, in Austin land here.
3: At soccer is a is a lot more popular than people would think. Uh, when we had the World Cup on here, uh, we had a full house. It was packed. There was people coming in, look, and they were cheering for the United States. They were cheering for other countries. Uh, but soccer is kind of a big deal around here. They're building a soccer stadium not too far from here in Austin, and we're going to have a professional soccer team here, hopefully, you know, within the next year. Oh, so, right on. Yeah, so we have a, a really strong following that comes in here, not only watches World Cup, but like today we're watching the, uh, you know, the Premier League, Liverpool versus Chelsea. So, you know, there weren't that many today because it's the start of the season, kind of the same thing in baseball and football. But as time goes on and playoffs go, Uh, We get a lot of people in here that are pretty fanatical about their soccer teams. Yeah. So. Yes, sir.
0: Um, So what did you do? uh, What did did you retire from?
3: Well, when I got out of college, University of Oregon, uh, I was in ROTC, so I did four years in the military. Um, When I got done with that, uh, all I wanted to do was have a job where I could travel, and I really wanted law enforcement, so I went into federal law enforcement an agency called the Defense Criminal Investigative Service. Did 22 years with them, and what's nice about that is when you uh, are on the federal side, if you're a law enforcement, firefighter, or air traffic controller, if you got 20 years in and you're 50 years old, you can retire. Uh, So, yeah, I had 22 years in, plus I had my four years. Uh, Just glad I could do it, so my wife and I get to travel around. We get to go to a lot of games up at the University of Texas. We travel over, see our son. Who runs track for the University of Texas? So, we're pretty blessed that way. And uh, you know what we do here, you know, just keeps me out of the house from having to watch too many bacon shows and my wife trying to kill me.
0: <laughs> Which your wife makes uh, a hell of a, hell of a uh, chocolate cayenne brownie.
3: She does. She's basically a professional baker. And uh, yeah, if the audience could see my stomach, they'd understand why. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. But, so, um, have you, have you just Starting at starting at the Cigar Vault, uh, you know, the past year and a half, uh, what kind of changes have have happened other than the uh, the different cigars uh, as far as as far as your cigar
3: hobby? Well, um, again, the pairings of cigars was something I never really considered in the past, you know, because uh, it just it wasn't something I considered or thought about. So. You know, the go-to pairing with cigars that people think about right away is something like scotch or whiskey. Um, I've really tried to look into that, and I've asked some of the master blenders that we've been fortunate enough to come, you know, have come through here. For example, Steve Saka came in one day, and I didn't even know who he was, but, you know, we figured it out after a while. And I asked him, I said, what is your favorite pairing with a cigar? And he said, coffee. So, and then I read some other guys, some of the master blenders, some of the guys that are out there. And there's a consistent theme. A lot of these guys think that coffee pairs best with a cigar. Yeah. So not only coffee, but then I've experimented. I've tried different wines, red wine, white wine. I've tried different whiskeys and bourbons, uh, sodas. I've tried the buy tea, like tried you know, coconut waters with cigars and stuff. And really, you know, I can just tell people, you know, whatever the best pairing is, is whatever they like the best. Oh, yeah. And for me, I like coffee and I like something with coconut. Uh, is a cigar pairing that you know, so whenever somebody likes something out there like say they like a cherry drink with a cigar it, nobody here gonna make fun of you because it's whatever you like is the best kind of pairing you have But so that's really been a the evolution that I've had here is trying to find different beers craft beers uh, Wines whiskeys things like that to pair well with cigars and man. It's just been awesome.
0: All right so going back to the coffee uh, I don't remember the name of it that uh, that nitro cold brew that you guys carry
3: yeah New uh, Mexico Pinon coffee company
0: yeah that that stuff is just out of this world yes sir and uh, I it was the same same company that you you uh, you brewed this yes. morning yes yeah. yeah so yeah they're they're uh, they're they uh, their brewed coffee, you know the, the regular the regular coffee their they cold brew uh, I I'm pretty damn impressed it's been a long time since I've been impressed by coffee right and um, you know, I, like I was telling you earlier, uh, I told my wife, I said, you know, I'm going to I'm gonna have to find this stuff online so I could order it for home. Yeah, Brad, yeah.
3: we went through about, I don't know, somewhere between eight and ten different kinds of coffees before we settled on this. We tried a lot of local stuff, one called Ruta Maya, and then just, you know, some other people that import and roast their own coffee and add their own little unique whatever to it. But the New Mexico Pinon has been by far and away uh, the most outstanding that we've had. Um, you know, people that are not even, you know, big coffee drinkers try that and go, holy crap, that's good. Yeah. And then you pair that up with any kind of a cigar, it just, one enhances the other, and it's a great experience.
0: Yeah, yeah. So you guys are exclusively carrying that coffee? That's correct. All right, right on. So, um, are you uh, are you much of a beer drinker or no? Of course I am. Okay, so.
3: You know, I'm not a communist. We drink beer here, sir. <laughs>
0: So you've got quite a few different uh, craft brews on tap. We do. Uh, what, what would be your favorite brewery in the area?
3: Uh, well, it's hands down. Uh, it's two-wheels brewing. Uh, it's a brewery right here in Buda that started right around the same time that we did. Uh, they make uh, a beer uh, called Accelerator, and it tastes like a traditional American lager. We try to tell folks, think of Budweiser, but with actual flavor and taste. Yeah. Uh, then they make another one uh, that's called the uh, um Race Point IPA. That has a mango, pineapple type of flavor to it. Very smooth, uh, outstanding, delicious. Uh, They make another one called Beautiful Blonde. Uh, That's got a little citrus and a little hop to it. So I asked the brewers, I said, did you put like grapefruit or something? And they said, no, basically they use a California hop called Citra Hop. Yeah. And that's all they use. And it's basically, it's the temperature and the duration of how long they cook it where they bring out these different flavors. And so I've been to... I don't know, maybe 50 different breweries in my day, and that's a top five brewery right here, half a mile from the Cigar boat, Two Wheel Brewing.
0: Okay, so you've you've uh, you've been in the in the craft beer world for a while then. Yes, yeah, sir. Yeah.
3: Well, yeah. Oregon, you think about it, you know, I grew oh, up yeah. in Oregon. Oregon had a lot. Uh, we specifically went to Colorado for two weeks, hit as many breweries as we could up there. Magnificent, wonderful breweries. That's the first time I ever had a beer that had habanero in it. Yeah, and you think that that would be crazy, but a habanero beer with a cheeseburger and fries? Oh my god, sublime!
0: Yeah. So, and, and speaking of that, like I, I didn't think that I'd like that, that race IPA, mm-hmm. the the mango pineapple. Right. You know, when when you when you when you, when, you, when I first got here, we run down a list of what you guys had, and you mentioned that one. And it's like ah, I, I don't know about that. And, yeah. You know, um, you know, I drank it anyway, yeah. and uh, you know, as far as uh, when I'm drinking beer while I'm here, that's pretty much what I've been drinking. So, yeah, uh, well, you know, it, it, it caught me off guard, and uh, I've definitely been enjoying it. So. Well, good.
3: Uh, there's a lot of great breweries around here. There's some that are just okay. Uh, but the ones that we put up here on tap uh, kind of go through a pretty good screening process. I screen them, my wife screens them, and then we send it out to a lot of the regulars. And if we get, you know, too many negatives about it, we don't do it. Yeah. You know, so... We try to go through this process where we make sure that people are going to really enjoy what we put out there. And I think what we got up there, it's all local beer, and uh, it's phenomenal. We got Cellis, their white beer, and then we got uh, the Thirsty Goat, uh, you know, made by Thirsty Planet there in Austin. We got the 512 Pecan Porter, just stinking outstanding.
0: I I do have to say that Pecan Porter was good, too. Yes, sir.
3: That Pecan Porter, uh, we had before that, we had Black Butte Porter. And once we had a sampling of the pecan porter, we kicked that Black Butte porter, which is from Oregon, by the way. <laughs> we kicked it out in like half a day. It's yeah. <laughs> a so, no, local beer that's even better. So. All
0: right, so getting back to cigars here, uh, I, I forgot to ask you earlier, what are you smoking?
3: Right now, this is the Last Rights by uh, the Black Label Trading yeah, Company. Yeah. And uh, I'd say it's medium to full-bodied. I got a lot of spice in the middle here. Uh, it's beautifully constructed cigar. Um, this is my second one today, so yeah i really enjoy these we've had them in the uh humidor in there for you know some of the you know i'd say six months to a year uh people just haven't really caught on to the black label trading company cigars yet but uh well if they give it a chance you know just experiment if somebody gives one of these cigars a chance they're going to be like me they're going to be like i can't get enough of these damn things yeah they're phenomenal
0: so all right man uh Anything else you wanna you wanna throw out there?
3: No, just great having you guys down here. It's been a pleasure. All right, man. It's, it's definitely been our pleasure as well. Thank you, brother. Yeah. No, thank you. Okay.
0: So that was Kirby. Um, again, him and his wife Sharon are an awesome couple. They're 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 an awesome twosome in the Cigar Vault. Uh, I hope you enjoyed that conversation. Um, last but not least, uh, but definitely the most explicit um, is Francois from no beer left behind podcast which you know by the end of the night just sitting there bullshitting uh found out this dude was uh part of a podcast and obviously podcast runs into another podcast you got to record so i still had all my equipment set up and everything so you know we went for it but uh before that so saturday afternoon uh we had it planned that we were all heading to the salt lick uh salt lick barbecue um you know it's a it's a famous, famous spot, and I'll tell you what, man, it, it, was, it was delicious. Uh, you know, my, my Uber driver told me, uh, you know, if you don't like a mustard vinegar sauce, bring your own sauce, uh, which, you know, definitely not needed. The sauce was delicious. Um, I mean, I don't mind a, a, a vinegar mustard sauce anyway, but, I mean, you really got to try it out. Uh, I mean, the food, none, none of the food that i had this weekend needed any sauce or anything but it just it 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 accentuates it man it it, it really really nails it home that's it, part of the experience but uh i mean the salt lick was amazing um you know just uh really really a sight to be seen uh if you've never seen a, a place like that um just a uh very massive, like complex, really, um, surrounded by a vineyard. Just the overall atmosphere is is really amazing. Um, and, again, the food is just something else. Uh, even the dessert, the, uh, I, I ended up uh, doing a, a blackberry, half blackberry, half peach cobbler, um, which actually ended up splitting with one of the guys. So it was, um, you know, half of a half. But so it was basically like a quarter, quarter peach cobbler, quarter uh, blackberry cobbler, but fucking delicious, man. So um, after that, uh, you know, we kind of chilled out for a little bit, let everything settle. Uh, you know, we we uh, you know then then came the booze and and more cigars. Uh, it was just a, a, a just a great great weekend, man. Uh, the event was a AJ Fernandez event. And, um, you know, met Joseph from AJ Fernandez, which hopefully I'll be able to get in contact with him soon to, uh, do a, uh, like a hangouts episode. Uh, that'd be cool. Um, but yeah, Joseph, Joseph did a great job on the event. Um, you know, many of fine cigars were smoked over the weekend, many a fine booze as well. Um, so, um, I guess we'll finish it off here with um, no beer left behind, Francois. All right, and I'm back. So uh, I don't even think I caught your name, dude. No,
2: you didn't. It's Francois.
0: Francois. That's right. Ah, So we're getting fucking fancy tonight.
2: You got to. We're in a cigar bar, right? Like, this is either some fucking fancy people or some non-fancy people. That's right. both are great.
0: Yeah. So all right, man. So you've got a
2: podcast. I do yeah so we're uh, we're called no beer left Behind it's a really it's a shoot in the- bull format um, we're about to actually I'm about to go record the episode that we call last call it's sort of every once in a while we'll do two episodes a week and on the second one it's last call but it's mainly current events we do talk about beer quite often depending on kind of the time of year because sometimes there aren't really any new releases yeah. or... So then we just, we end up talking about shit. So a lot of it is like current events, politics, sports. We talk a lot of OSU sports because we're Oklahoma State fans. All right. Um, But yeah, we sometimes drink wine and tonight we're going to drink bourbon on the cast. So it's like, it's not all about beer, but it's got beer, beer included is what I would (laughs) say.
0: And and before we
2: started, you had to go grab a glass of wine. Absolutely. And actually, I brought you a taster. Oh, all right. So we got. Yeah, so this is wine that, that I, well, my family distributes here in Texas. Oh, so we're extra fucking fancy That's tonight. That's right. This is all... All right, so I, is,
0: I, I have a very esteemed guest.
2: Well, esteemed is, yeah, it's probably too high of a word, but this is uh, Pinotage. Have you ever had Pinotage? Have you heard of Pinotage? I have not. Okay. Have you? Do you drink wine?
0: Uh, a little bit. A little bit? Okay. Um, my, the extent of my wine knowledge basically goes at about the pace of cooper's hawk okay i got i got my wife the uh the club membership yeah for cooper's hawk and um my brother was a bit of a wine snob for for a couple of years okay and um they, can, le- they
2: can be tough to be around
0: yeah that's i i learned a little bit from them um i do drink a little bit more wine now than okay. i than i did in the past um i i gravitate to more of the more of the dry mm-hmm. um I think that's the case with, with most, uh, at least as far as I know, most cigar smokers, most mo, mo, most men my age kind of gravitate towards the, the drier reds. Yep. Uh, that's back in the day. Sure, a sweet wine is fine. Yep. Um,
2: but, yeah, that, that, the taste have definitely uh, grown up a bit. So. so it's interesting you say that because, yeah, red wine, I mean, that is your drier wine, right? The one you're having is Pinotage from South Africa. All right. Pinotage is a cross varietal, so it's it is its own grape, um, but it was cross spliced, I guess, or whatever it's called. Genetically um, modified. Well, <laughs> sort of. Like it was back in the day when they would like slice the they would slice the vine right in the middle. Yeah, and splice it. And splice it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's how your your chiquita banana banana actually came to be about, right? So. Um, it does tend to make the grapes more susceptible to diseases because they all have genetic heritage. Um, and that's actually why responsible growing matters. Um, and, and in South Africa, that's a huge deal. So Pinotage happens to be our grape. It's our version of Malbec. Um, it is a cross splice of, of hermitage and Pinot Noir. All right. So that's why... Um, at the beginning, you get some like nice fruity flavors, and then at the end, it, it does finish quite dry. Yeah, it does with some tannins.
0: It's it's uh it's very pleasant. Um, I don't know. I, I could definitely see myself grabbing a glass of this uh, when we get done. Yeah. Um, that's you. You were talking the episode you're doing tonight is a last call episode. I just finished a last call cigar. Yeah. Um, and I'm gonna grab something else. Uh, and I've been drinking. Well. For the past, I don't know, three, four hours, I've been drinking pretty much whiskey, uh, bourbons and ryes. Uh, But I I could definitely see this
2: being a nice nightcap. So the the reason, I mean, so for me, like wine, whiskey, cigars, like it's a natural kind of melding, right? So with wine, you also have... I mean there are 16,000 varietals out there. It's like tobacco, like you yeah. know, if you just wherever you grow it, it's going to taste different. Um, and what I really like about this specific one is it pairs phenomenally well. So my favorite cigar or cigar type is like a, a light Connecticut wrapper, lighter filler. Like I'm not I'm not huge into the morning after yeah effects of cigars. Yeah. So and I'm also like a one cigar a night kind of deal. But what I find is that the, the not so robust red wines don't ruin the flavor of the cigar yeah and this one specifically like does well because people really enjoy that pairing um, and then when it gets colder, there's also a they make a port that is also phenomenal that I don't know if you had port and cigar together. Uh, I have not You're missing out like yeah. if, if you get a, a, like a really dark wrapper, right the port it it takes a little bit of that like pepperiness away and adds a little sweetness like it is a very good pairing all right but only when it's cold out like if you drink port when it's not it's it's kind of like ruining it yeah
0: no that, that's uh that's kind of it's kind of like drinking a nice dry glass of red wine on a hot ass summer day it just doesn't really go that it well. it doesn't no. it doesn't it doesn't so, so
2: the uh, when it comes to uh, well the Herf podcast right so how, how long have y'all been going? Um,
0: over A little bit over a year, probably about like a year and a half. Um, it's definitely progressed Yeah. Uh, the past like six months uh, to a year. Um, you know, like I, I, I started with an iPad and a USB microphone, and now as, as you see... Like you have I, a lot more. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh very very fortunate to have what i have uh it's it's not the most elaborate setup but it's a setup that i could obviously take on a plane yeah so um you know it it works out uh no the 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 show doesn't really have a format uh i you know local comedians people that never smoked cigars before you know smoke the smoke their first cigar on my show you know whatnot uh it's yeah, it, it it's all over the place. Yeah, so but that's um, that's the
2: best format. Yeah, right. exactly. So how how long
0: have you been doing your show?
2: So no beer left behind's been about two years now. Um, we started well. It's actually it's about to be three years. We started February two years ago. No, yeah. so we've yeah we've I mean we've changed the format up. Initially we we started as like a um, very beer centric, and then we would choose topics throughout the week. And that got to be too much effort. Yeah. <laughs> so, so then we said, okay, fuck it. We're not, like, we're just throwing it to the wind. Yeah. We're, we're just going to sit and chat because it's always better. right? Yeah. Like, whatever pops to mind, you just talk about. Exactly. So that's, yeah. I mean, so y- you all came down for, I mean, I'm guessing this episode, you're, you interviewed a bunch of people from your. Uh, yeah,
0: that's, uh, let me see, you're my. You're my, You're only the third person that I've okay. uh, talked to, but yeah, it's a Cigar Palooza weekend. Uh, CigarGeeks.com uh, is where all of us met, like the the group that came down here, um, and you know, just a great group of guys. We get together once a year. Uh, this year, it's actually a pretty small group. Okay. Uh, we had a few people that had to back down at the at the last minute. Um, so, but I mean, you know, still. Uh, in, in Buda, Texas here, um, you know, south of Boston, we, we have, uh, let me see, we got Phoenix, we have Albany, New York, we have Columbus, Ohio, and I'm Griffith, Indiana, which is uh, the Indiana side of Chicago, basically. Yep. So, um, last year I hosted it, I, I think I ended up having uh, 15 different states represented Wow. at at, at, at mine. Um which i don't know man like the, the this has been fucking awesome this weekend. Yeah. Uh the the cigar vault has been great. Uh we we've had a great time. You know, obviously we're missing a few people, but you're definitely making the best out of it. So That's
2: amazing. And that's all you can do, right? Like So how did you guys get to go into Austin or did you spend most of the time here in Bula? Um yesterday,
0: um uh, me, Brad and Daniel, okay. Went into Austin, we went to Ironworks barbecue, okay. Um which is uh it it was you know, for, for a northerner like me, like it was fucking amazing. Yeah. Like I, I've heard both sides for Ironworks, you know. I, I've heard I've heard people say it's the best fucking barbecue on the planet. And I've heard people say, like, yeah, it's good, but you should go down the street, you know. All right, yeah, that's fine. Uh it was fucking amazing. It was amazing. And then afterwards, uh Brad Brad is a U uh, T alumni. Okay. And, you know, we stopped by, he had, he had to stop at the team shop just to pick up a shirt or something for somebody else. Absolutely. Uh, so since we stopped there, he, you know, we walked around the campus a little bit and you know, he, you know, he's like, holy shit, all this shit's fucking new.
2: Yeah. You know? <laughs> and you know, As, dude, like I feel like my college debt has just paid for better shit, right? Like I went back yeah. to OSU and yeah. I was like, holy crap, man, like. We're not eating fucking slop in a buffet line. Like these kids have Johnny Rockets, <laughs> and they can use their meal plan for it. Like yeah. they have food trucks. We didn't. We didn't have food trucks. Yeah, yeah. And this was. Not, I mean, not even that long ago. It was just fucking crazy. It blows yeah. my mind.
0: No, it was. It was. It was really neat to uh, to actually get like a, a somewhat guided short tour yeah. of the campus. Um, you know, I personally, I didn't go to college. Okay. I, I, well, I I went to colleges, but I never attended any fucking classes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, definitely. <laughs> I, I had a lot of good times at college for not attending any classes. <laughs> but uh, you know, having having Brad walk around uh, UT and you know, yeah, this building here, that building there. Yeah. I You know, took some classes here. You know, just just being able to check out the clock tower and walk around. And as 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 horrible as it sounds, like being able to walk around and find the pock marks yeah from from the,
2: the the shooting the sniper yeah
0: it you know like I said it's a horrible thing but it happened yeah and yeah. you know to to be able to look at that you know and 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 see the history there yeah it, it was it was pretty it was pretty mind-blowing you know and uh, you know we got I, I personally I, I got to experience a little bit of Austin I know there's a whole lot more like, you know, oh, yeah. we, we drove past 6th Street. I've never heard of 6th Street in my life. And we drove past 6th Street, and Brad, you know, explains like 6th Street, like, you know, Stevie Ray Vaughan got a start on 6th Street, mm-hmm. you know. And it's just like, you know, holy shit, man.
2: Um, so you know, just just a good time. Ten fifteen on a Saturday, they block off 6th Street for like five blocks. And it turns into our version of Bourbon Street. Um, you can carry open containers. You can do whatever you want, you, you, short of like punching police officers. Yeah, it's okay. Um, so, yeah, it's if for anybody visiting Austin. Definitely make a trip there. Do if if you're like older, like we are, you go Sixth Street like seven to ten thirty. Yeah. and then you go to like Rainy Street or somewhere a little bit it's not they're not much nicer bars but they're not as rowdy yeah yeah and you'll have a great time i did the mistake one time actually when i first moved here and i was like 27 28 i went to 6th street and it was like 1 a.m and i was like man i am too old for 1 a.m 6th street like i need to get out of here so it definitely and, and, has the ability to
0: do that. And, and and that was 27 28. Yeah, yeah. So I'm 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 yeah. I'm
2: a, I'm a decade <laughs> past that. Yeah. So. No, you got to you got to tread lightly, but 6th Street is great. Like it, I I would say if you're going to come back, commit to an ACL weekend. Yeah. Buy a ticket. It sounds like you won't have a good time cuz you you won't know a lot of the bands, right? It's it's a lot of younger bands. But then, like, this year, they have Metallica, they've got Paul McCartney, they've got, like... You know, the little guys. Yeah, but they, they, bring, <laughs> they bring acts, like... So, ACL, what's the, the beauty of it, and the reason Austin people always buy tickets to it, is it's this, like, really good balance of older music and new music. So, you get introduced to some stuff, but you'll always find something that you're like, oh, I just want to chill, listen to some jazz music, or whatever. Like, there's always a stage for it. Um, and that's, that's always a good, a good weekend to visit Austin as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a good, it's a great city. The barbecue thing is exactly like the deep dish pizza thing. All right. Yeah. It, it's, it's the equivalent like, Oh yeah, you're going to go to Gina's East. No, right, no, Go right, to this hold spot. On, hold on. So as far as pizza goes, <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, when, I, when I first got in, I walked in a cigar vault, uh, my, my walk in, I passed up a Mexican restaurant around the corner here. Yep. Um, and I asked, I, you know, I met Kirby, yep. and I asked guys, you know, how's the Mexican joint? He's like, oh, yeah, it's, you know, fucking lights out, you know. He's like, yeah, we got a pizza place, right, you know, a couple doors down. I said, I, I, I said you know, I'm not interested in any pizza. I'm from Chicago, you know. He's like, yeah, all right, I, I understand that. Well, this is uh, night three, and... Um, you had some pizza. Me, me, and, uh, me, me and one of the other guys uh, ended up grabbing a pizza, and I am... Uh, almost disappointed to say that the pizza two doors down here from the Cigar Vault Main Street Pizza was fucking delicious. Yeah, it was fucking good, man. And it's New York style pizza, which a lot of Chicago pizza is New York style, unless you get the deep dish. Absolutely. Um, but you know, th- this is the first time I've ever folded a piece
2: of pizza. You know, not, and. I'll tell you what, man. That shit was fucking delicious. So, I, I, are you are you a pizza fold must sag at the end? or Are you a pizza fold? Got to stand up uh, to the, 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 the challenge.
0: The first slice that I had, yeah, uh, it sagged at the end. Yeah, uh, my second and third slices, I was able to manipulate it so that the whole thing was, you know, nice and uh, uh,
2: for lack of better, nice Firm. and stiff. Yeah, nice yeah, and yeah, stiff, You know, uh, it, it fit in the mouth well, so. but. I I am so having lived in in Manhattan for five years, I am the the limp in pizza piece. Yeah, that's the shit. Like if if a slice, it means they didn't put enough cheese on it. If it doesn't do that, all right. So I see that. it's got it's got to it's got to have a good flop to it. If it doesn't have flop, take it home. You're eating. Yeah. You're, yeah. So deep dish is different, right? Oh yeah. But when we're talking about a pie, Brooklyn style, give me give me flop. Yeah, like, no. the floppier the better. All right, so so being in Manhattan for five years,
0: yeah. What what are what what's your take on uh, Main Street Pizza here?
2: You know, it's good. I think uh, pizza 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 is all about the dough. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Um, I think their dough is okay. I think I think if there was one thing that I would improve, it'd be the dough. Yeah. Uh, I think the dough's good, but when when you compare doughs, um, like I'm looking I'm looking for a... I, I, I don't really know how to describe it. Like it's a dough that's kind of sweet but not sweet. Kind of like it's this balance that makes the pizza and the ingredients stand out. Like I, it, it's got to be, it, yeah. I don't know. It's and it's it, it. You do nothing to dough, right? Like almost,
0: almost, uh, almost like a neutral, not neutral. Yeah. So like you, you know, it, it's got to be there, but you gotta. It, it, it can't
2: interfere. Absolutely, yeah. and and when you when you eat the slice, you can't sit there and go, "Oh yeah, I'm," because I don't know. My, me personally, if I have too many slices of pizza and there's too much dough, you get some mad heartburn from that shit. Yeah. So, give me a slice. If I feel like I ate ingredients like a like a thin crust pizza, I ate ingredients and it was a very good slice of pizza. And the dough was good because I didn't, in fact, notice it. That, to me, is the perfect dough. All right. Um, and it, it's really just the consistency more so than the feel, like the mouthfeel, than the, uh, 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 the the flavor in the dough. Yeah. So their dough tends to rise a little thick for my liking. Um, but it's good. No, it's fantastic pizza. They do a good job. They're on Main Street here in Buda. If you looked at the sign, hey, you would I, never know it was pizza.
0: All right. So, I mean, as far as that goes... Like I said, I never would have expected to get anything like that out of, you know, south of Austin, you know, almost like the middle of nowhere, Texas. Yep. You know, uh, so, I mean, I, I got to give him props for that. Uh, definitely well above my expectations, disappointingly. Yeah. You know. Um, so what's your go to spot in Chicago? Uh, well, Chicago, not not so much Chicago, but okay. uh just like the first exit in Indiana, okay. there's a spot called Eduardo's. Okay. Um, it, the the deep dish there is fucking amazing. Uh, and then I mean, obviously you've got your your go tos where everybody's gonna go is the fucking Giordanos and the Unos yeah. and, and whatnot. They're they're good, you know. Uh, but I mean, I'm I'm sure it's probably the same in New York where you've got your famous spots and they're pretty damn close to each other. You know, you're you're gonna get you're basically gonna get the same thing at every spot. Yep, just a little a little tweak here, a little tweak there. Um, another another lesser known spot um, would be Aurelio's, Like, but that's 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 not a deep dish. No, That's, but I've been to Aurelio's. That's fucking you? good pizza. Yeah, yeah. it's it, it's got it's got. Uh, That's like the neighborhood
2: the, joint on the on the west side of yeah. Chicago. Yeah, yeah, I've been there. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. it's
0: you know it's got the it's got the the, the sweet sauce. Mm-hmm. So if like the sweet sauce with the sausage that they've got just pairs together, fucking
2: perfect. I I perfect. yeah I I agree with that statement. That is a phenomenal pizza. All right, man. So before we go, uh, go to cigar. So I've got I really only have one and. I, so they, I think it's called the Pawtucky. The guy, the, it's like a Pennsylvania guy. I've got to ask Kirby the name. Are you, are, you, are you thinking the pencil tucky? The pencil tucky from Flatbed Cigars. Yes, yes, I uh, do enjoy that one quite a bit. It, I, I think it, for value, it is phenomenal.
0: Oh, absolutely. It's yeah. a it's a Kentucky fire cured with a Pennsylvania broadleaf wrapper. That Pennsylvania broadleaf cuts down that fire cured just enough to mm-hmm. where it's just fucking, you know it. It's 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 just not it's not too overpowering like a normal KFC. Mm-hmm. Normal KFC could be too overpowering if if you're not even if you are expecting it. Like you know yeah. sometimes it's like it, it's just too much. That Pennsylvania broadleaf cuts it just enough to where it's all right. Yeah, It's yeah.
2: It's a go-to for me because I mean they have such a big selection in this bank safe over here. Yeah, that I don't. It's and I feel like wine people are whiskey people. You find your go-to, and you're kind of like, that's your lane. Yeah. And you're willing to experiment, but you always get your lane. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, yeah. I'm going to get that bottle, and then, okay, yeah, fine, I'll get this one, too. And if I like it, but it's not it's, it's highly unlikely that it's going to replace that yeah. bottle. Yeah. That's how I feel about it. It's like, I like the cigar. It's a good value. Um, I'll pay more. I'll pay less. It doesn't matter. But that one, to me, is sort of my main lane. I like that one a lot. All right. All right, man. Let's get back to the party. All right. Good Sounds deal. Good. Thanks for having me. Hey, thanks a lot. <laughs> uh,
0: you want to bug the show one more time?
2: Yeah, sure. Yeah. No Beer Left Behind. Uh, you can find us on iTunes, uh, No Beer Left Cast on Twitter and Instagram. Um, and yeah, we do two shows a week normally. Well, we do one show a week for sure. No. Yeah. Sometimes two, depending on how uh, rowdy we like to get. But yeah, listen in. All right. Right on, man. All right.
0: <laughs> thanks for coming on. Thanks. So there you have it, everybody. Thank you very much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Uh, I definitely enjoyed the weekend for sure. Um, So I came back home to Chicago, well, northwest Indiana, uh, that Sunday. um, And I actually went until Wednesday before I had another drink or another cigar just to kind of air out and dry out a little bit. Um, But, um, you know, so yesterday I... uh, I broke out a Oktoberfest from Quesada that my friend Bruce sent to me when I, when I bought a box of Quesadas off of them. It was from 2013. Uh, and I paired that with the spotten Oktoberfest beer, and it was it was a hell of a combo to to break the hiatus. Um, so, please, uh, any suggestions, comments, um, Anything? Uh, email me, Brian at the Herfcast, that's B-R-I-A-N, at theherfcast.com. Um, follow me on Twitter, the underscore Herfcast. Check me out on Instagram, the Herfcast Podcast. Facebook is the Herfcast Podcast as well. Um, you know, check me out. Like I said, I'm going to be doing a giveaway for that Govi thermometer-hygrometer combo uh, pretty soon here. And I don't know what's coming up next week, but I'll figure it out. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed, and don't forget to go back and check out that Trivia Rogues podcast with Billy and Don. Thanks.